This episode of the Jason Cabin Experience is a replay of when I was a guest on a podcast with my good friend Ted Yell. Hope you enjoy it. This is the Jason Cabinus Experience, hosted by Jason Cabinus. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners and startup founders and other interesting people as we gain great insights about business, people, leadership, HR, and how each guest strives to be great every day. Hi, everyone. My name is Ted Shale. I'm the founder and CEO of Think Impact. We are a marketing agency based out of Rochester Hills, Michigan. Today, I'm very fortunate to have Mr. Jason Kavnis of Kavnis HR uh, with us. And Jason, thanks for accommodating our interview. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for being here today. No, I appreciate you to give me this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for everything you're doing. For sure. Thank you. Um, and just as a little background backstory, um, I, was, I was actually very fortunate to be able, uh, was able to be fortunate to be featured on Jason's Kavnis, Javis, Jason Kavnis's, uh podcast called the Kavnis HR Experience. So whoever's listening, please feel free to check out his um, podcast as well. He, has, he always has great guests and great uh, business insights. Um, so Jason and I kind of know each other from the Hack Diversity event, which was a um, diversity event that was put on in Seattle. Um, but for J uh, Jason, if you don't mind, for those that are tuning in, um, can you please provide a little background about yourself? Yes. Uh, so uh, born and raised in the great state of Texas. Um, I have a, a master's in human relations at Columbia University. I'm actually a retired Army officer, 25 years in the Army, eight years enlisted, 17 years as officer. And then, you know, I think I'm saying say most retired officers don't get into tech and startups, right? It's like, it's not what's done, right? And so I got involved. It's like, this is my happenstance. So, and before I go any further, another thing I want to point out is I'm on the Meyer Briggs test. I'm an INFJ. And I suppose only 1% of us are, are INFJ. So I think INFJ is like the introvert, introvert, right? And was kind of curious, like, you know, like, I don't like small talk. Like someone meets me at a, at a you know, at a networking event. Do I really care how the weather is? Probably not. Do I really care your football team? I'm probably not right. But I love to get in front of people and talk, right? Like, I, I just, I, I really like getting in front of people and talk, which is it's kind of weird, you know? And I also like doing is like, if I'm like, I like the people watch, right? Like, I like to go to Starbucks and be in the corner of my computer. Like, don't talk to me, right? But I'll listen to everyone else, right? So, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. But suppose only 1% of us are like this. So, we definitely think differently. So, back when I got involved in taking a startup. So, back when I retired in 2015, back then the Army would say, hey, Go on LinkedIn, find a job, connect with people. First of all, what's LinkedIn, right? We had no idea what this was, right? So we figured it out. So I'm LinkedIn, I'm reaching out to people who saying, hey, I'm Jason, blah, blah, blah. And this person named Mark Moreau reached out to me. He said, hey, Jason, my name is Mark Moreau. Have a startup called Myron Fold. We want to have veterans and college graduates find jobs. Use a skills test because we don't think their resumes helps you all out find a job, right? You're at a disadvantage, right? Can we meet in person? You tell me, how are we going to help you find a job? Sure, no problem. One question for you. What the blank is a startup? Like, I had no clue, no kind of like, you can't start a company. Companies already exist, right? There's already Amazon and Boeing. I like, can't start a company. We're talking about, right? So, you know, he laughed at everything we met. He even like a crash course one-on-one of startups, right? Like, like um, MVP, product market fit, you know, that kind of things. And a light bulb goes on my head. Um, Mark, you did everything about HR, right? I said, oh, startups don't do HR to way down the road, right? We've got to focus on other things. And by that, I was like pretty intrigued by the startups. So, like, it's pretty interesting, right? Like, man, this is, you know, something I want to do. No light bulb goes off. Say, hey, Mark, you know, um, this stuff seems pretty interesting to me. You should let me join your startup so I can learn it, right? You said I could be a critical chemistry. 
And, you know, he said, let me think about it. But me being me, I pretty much hired myself, right? I still go to meetings, so I go to network events, you know, start just showing like doing stuff, right? Uh, interesting side note, the person who did our um, marketing and the person who did our UX UI design both graduated from high school, my daughter, in South Korea in 2007, or was it maybe 2006. So, and we found out maybe two months later that we knew each other, right? Like, are you like, are you actually Warren's dad? Yeah. And you know, so that's pretty interesting, right? Too, right? So that's pretty cool. You know, like most stuff, they didn't make it, right? So after two years, they, you know, they didn't make it. And like I said, that everything's that from code design, like, I all the, I pretty often, it was, it was just some of the tech startups in Seattle, I was there like Monday through Sunday, right? Meet people, do networking, stuff like that. And like, I noticed, like, man, none of these startups have HR. Like, like of course, a few do that off funny, right? But most didn't, right? And when the town was put, uh, my folks they were coming in, I was like, man, maybe it's a business I could do. You know, that's how you do your business research. According to the Small Business Administration, I think Dun & Bradstreet, Anytime Research, and these other organizations, does five million come to the United States with 49 or fewer people. And recently, it's 49 versus 55 or 60. In HR, all the complicated stock stuff starts at 50, like, you know, Obamacare, benefits, FMLA, all starts at 50, right? And, you know, I don't want to do that yet, right? And so, and most of these companies don't have HR, because HR person like me is like 50 to 80,000 per year plus benefits. Of course, they can't afford that, right? Like, are you kidding me? And then you have the HR consultants. And HR consultants, that's who we want to put our business. Don't be wrong, there's a few good ones, right? But majority of them overcharge the price under delivering value. And they had like horrible user experiences, their websites, you know, crap, you know. And like they'll do stuff like charge a small business three hundred dollars an hour, and the business owner will say, and then and then and the HR consultant tells us tell the small business owner, well, you know, you need an employee handbook. Well, of course I know that. That's why I hired you. When can you make it for me? Oh no, I only consult. You know, I only tell you what you need. Like, are you kidding me? Here? So you tell the small business owner who's struggling, he has to pay you three hundred dollars an hour, and you still have to do the work. It makes no sense, right? And then we all know like companies like you know the big HR companies, what's our own name. If you Google them, like if you Google blank HR company, customer service, it's, you know, you get all these bad reviews, right? And then, and of course, they tell you validate your idea. And so I talked like 331 small business owners over a six-month time period. It's more detailed than this, but basically, would you pay for HR if you did what you wanted? Uh, and I talked to people you know, all across the nation, like they sent LinkedIn messages, met, meeting person, you know. And one thing I would tell your audience, like, um, people want to help you, right? You just, ask, you just have to ask, right, and find the time. And of course, you got to get some value too, right? And, and good thing for me at the time, I had a podcast going on. I was able to say, hey, do you want to be a guest of podcast? And most turned it down, most just answered the question, but I was able to say, hey, you know, no strings attached. I also have the podcast too, right? So you got to give some kind of value, right? And make mm -hmm. it worth the time. Sure. Um, so the 331 people, 71% said yes. 19% said, well, I don't know. And 10% said they would never, ever, 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 ever pay for HR, right? Because they waste of time, right? So based on that, I, had, I thought I had enough to go on it. So that's kind of how the company got started and kind of the background. I got involved with tech and startups. You know, yeah. But I really haven't, I mean, when you look at me, don't, you don't, I don't like the stereotypical tech founder, right? Like retired yeah, army sure. officer stuff, you know, like, yeah, most retired army people, you know, right now on the, on the porch swinging or the government job. I just said, like people, my kids tell me, I'll talk, what are you doing, right? You should be like drinking beer and playing off. I, I can't do it. Like I, I'd go batshit crazy. Yep. No, I mean, I completely relate uh, to to that story. I mean, I, I can't sit for hours on end doing nothing. It, it, uh, I think I would go, go nuts as well. Um, I think maybe that's just entrepreneurialism within us um, as well. Um, so um, 
I know there were like, we kind of touched on the HR part of it. I was just wondering if you could maybe talk about like the early days of Kavnis HR. Um, I'm sure like every other entrepreneur out there, you probably face some roadblocks and maybe forming the podcast or kind of maybe some roadblocks that you hit along the way. Can you sh- talk a little about that and, and kind of the strategies that you overcame when you hit those roadblocks? Yeah, part of a question was the thing you don't know, you don't know. So you might think you know, but you really don't, you know. And then like there's knowledge out there, like, like something simple, like, you know, it's like Google Analytics, right? Like, no, I know Google Analytics, how to hook it up. When I first started out, like, what's Google Analytics, right? I mean, you easily don't know. And then, you know, another piece too, there's all these people and some of them, I think a lot of them have good intentions, right? But a lot of people won't give you advice, right? And one thing I'll say, tell people too, like, and one, one mistake I did, I would pay for stuff too soon, right? I would like, okay, I don't really need a sales platform now. I'm not ready for it, but they're offered it for 50% off for one year, right? Mm-hmm. But then six months later, you've never used it. Like, man, I've wasted this money, right? So I've made those mistakes a lot of times. And then and maybe I probably listen to people I've listened to in the past, you know, but you really don't know what good, good advice is, right? Until you implement it, right? And then it's, it's from the lens too, right? It might've worked for them back in, you know, 2006. Does it work for you now? I mean, maybe it does, maybe it don't. And of course, there are a few people out there like want to charge you money and scam you. And I think those people are pretty obvious, but definitely be aware of the advice you take and, you know, and wait till the rest limit to pay money if you have to, if you can, right? I mean, of course, you got to pay money for some things, right? Like you have to pay for hosting and domains and, you know, different items, but definitely hold off for money. Don't, don't make the mistake idea that it's paying for stuff too soon just because like, like a special deal or something, right? And, and another thing too, like there's, there's so many things, people doing great things, right? So you got to keep in mind too. And another thing to talk about too, like, you know, you know, the stats are like startups and small business, like we fail at 95% of the time. You hear all the time you're going to fail, you're not going to make it. Well, I'll say like, you know, you have to expect success sometimes, right? You have to like, like me, I, I fantasize, you know, every once in a while, like, what do I do if I did raise $3 million, you know? What would I do if I did get a hundred customers, you know? How, and those are, you know, like, what's, what's the song, more problems, more money or something like that, more money, more problems. Mm-hmm. Like if you do raise $3 million, you know, you got to perform, right? You got to like, now you got to hire people. You got to put stuff together, right? And $3 million is not a lot of money when you have a business, right? Because a, a good person, regardless of the, if they're software development, marketing, sales, it's going to be at least $75,000, $80,000 for someone decent, right? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's, so that money goes, goes very quickly, right? And another thing I was talking about too is um, you got to keep a positive attitude. And um, another thing too, like if you're married or family or close friends, Man, it's there's a great help. They support you, right? And like, it can't yeah. be enough where they say, "Well, I'll let you do what you, you want to do for two years." You know, you got to cut off, right? I mean, they have to be really behind your corner, right? Because it's it's a, it's going to be a struggle four or five years. Like, if you if you have like your spouse telling you, like, sending you job postings every six months, hey, here's a job you can do. Are you going to apply for it? Or you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, it's not coming. It's like that. You know, that's that's not beneficial, right? You definitely got to make sure your close family is behind you one hundred percent. And another thing I remember too, like no one's going to understand what you're doing, right? They might say they do, but they don't, right? I mean, they don't, like they, they don't. I mean, they have no idea what you're doing, right? Like, like my wife all the time to say, what are you doing on your phone all the time? And I'll try to explain to you all, it's, and I have to be on my phone, right? <laughs> right. Like, what are you doing? Like, so like, who are you texting? Like, I'm not texting, I'm, I'm posting some of the social media, or, you know, I'm talking to a customer right? and, and she doesn't get it, right? And yep. those things have to work through. And, and, you, and you gotta be a very positive person, right? I would say if you're neg- like, I'm probably too negative, and, and I got to work on that. But if you're like a negative, negative person, man, it, it's a struggle, right? Because it's, you're going to hear no so many times. It's just, and what, I mean, the bottom line, you got to believe in yourself, right? And surround yourself with people who are going to believe in you. You have to believe in yourself. You have to expect success. You have to realize that, hey, I'm going to figure this out. 
Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, I, I think those are all great tips and, and definitely it's important, especially in the entrepreneurial ecosystem. I think a lot of people think or have a misnomer of, you know, you're, you're your own boss and, you know, you can kind of relax a little bit when in fact it's, it's, it's a grind. Yeah. 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 You don't have a, you don't have a boss. You have multiple bosses now, the <laughs> vendors, the customers, you know, yeah, you have multiple bosses. And then, you know, a lot of people say, I want my own company. So I don't have to work 40 hours. Oh no, you don't work 40 hours no more. No, not even close. <laughs> more like 60 to 70 hours. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, don't, I don't do my company because I can know I could drink a beer with the boys from like one to two in the afternoon on Monday afternoon. You can do it all day long. I do that. It wasn't myself, you know, go drink, yeah. a, smoke a cigar, have a couple of beers, you know, hang out, you know. But then, you know, where am I Saturday? Where am I Sunday? You know, we're at eight o'clock at night, right? Right. There's a cost to everything. For sure. No, absolutely. Completely. Um, so obviously, um, you know, as you kind of touched on uh, the HR part of it, there was any um, any possible field that you could have picked to start a business. What are there specific? Um, I know and I know you kind of alluded to this earlier, but are there if you can kind of. Um, uh, talk more about it. Were there any specific points that drove you specifically to form an HR driven um, business? Um, I know we kind of talked about it earlier, but I was just wondering if you could expand on that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, basically when I was, when I was like starting to think about starting business, doing the startup stuff, you know, everything I read was said like, you know, you should do it on something you're passionate about, something you like has some knowledge about, right? So I'm passionate about HR. I had, like I did it for 25 years in the military. I had an HR manager job, HR director job. After I got the military, I kind of knew HR. Everything I read said, you know, if you if you do a startup with an idea to make money, it's probably not the thing to do, right? You're going to end up stopping, right? So, and plus, like, I'm, I'm pretty nice by HR. Now, don't be wrong. My point is, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know HR is pretty simple, right? If you can read, you can figure out HR. But basically, I didn't want to start like, you know, I don't want to be something involved with tech too, you know, I'm interested in tech, but I didn't want to start, like, you know, like an AI company or like, you know, like a sales company, something I didn't really know. So HR is something I knew I was comfortable with. And pretty much, you know, if you answer any kind of HR question, though, I'm pretty comfortable. I can I can figure that answer right. And just I was just comfortable with that. I, I had a passion for it, and I think HR is important. You know, mm, for sure. No, absolutely. I mean, even in, in big companies, that's um, in some case, cases the the backbone of you know hiring decisions. Um, you know, benefits, compensation. So no, it, it plays a very integral role in a company as well. You know, obviously HR is is also kind of a competitive field with kind of small companies like yours kind of formulating the, the HR framework. So kind of with the developing landscape, I guess, on the, on the tech side of it, where do you see HR trending towards or, or what kind of technologies do you see um, HR companies using um, either in the short term or, or long term? Yeah. So there is a lot of competition in the market. That's like, that's how I take those like 7,200 companies doing this, right? And from HR, one HR per- one person, HR consultants are becoming like ADP, right? Uh, and so they're, they're all, there's, there's a lot of competitions out there. Um, and of course, in the HR, there's a breakdown we call it old HR, new HR. And like, not meaning my age, you know, just like mentality and thought process. Old HR, like, you, know, you might have an HR person, HR company, and that you might ask the HR person, hey, uh, HR person, do you know what someone's on marketing is doing this? Well, I, I don't care. I don't work in marketing. It's my job, bro, you know, right? Or, hey, HR person, um, so-and-so needs to talk to you. They can't come back to work. Well, I'll leave it at five and I could talk to them, right? Or the new HR, like, no more, like, you know, like, no, like, more collab, like, do stuff like that. And a big difference, too, like, old HR, they're, like, like it's all about compliance, right? It's, it's black and white. There's no right or wrong, right? Where new HR is more like, okay, 
they care about compliance. You got to, you know, you got to obey the law, but you know, can you work around things? You know, and, and the big example is like, let's suppose you have a company and your best, you have a, a person like by far your best person, right? Like not even close. Like he just outperforms everyone. But you have and you have a rule that says you missed work for three days, like the excuse, like you just disappear three days, you get had to get fired. This person is gonna work for three days. And so the ODHR HR person is gonna say, Well, we gotta fire him, right? I don't care about any of that stuff, right? New HR that I said would be like, okay, well, I know I know where the policy is, but can we at least wait to find out why he's missed for three days? Like do you have a car accident? He's like, What's wrong? Like, that's not like him, right? So mm-hmm. that's a big difference too. Uh, and unfortunately, like the tech piece, like like we're talking about HR consultants, most HR consultants don't even have a website or it's hardware user experience, you know. I mean, I mean, like, I don't want to mention the name, but like a lot of big HR companies, you you know, that if you Google, like, you know, blank HR company, customer service or user review, I mean, it's, it's, it's dreadful, right? It's, I mean, it's horrible. Yeah. I'm like, and, and basically, like, um, like all these big companies, they're, they're all call centers, right? Yeah. You, you, so you call some random person, they might get for you two weeks. Um, so kind of the subject I really have a cousin that owns a company down in San Antonio and she's one of the big, big companies that first started a company and she would tell me like they would call like two weeks later right it's like I figured out already right what am I wasting this money for and she finally you know got rid of them I got, I got a smaller per- actually bought it like eternal HR right mm-hmm. so this is bad for user experience right and I have no idea how they're just doing a, it's still in business but I think the the, the, um, the tech piece can be exciting right because a lot of good tools out there like there's a lot of good companies out there there's a goco.c out of Houston. There's Bamboo, Bamboo HR out of, um, I believe, um, Utah, Linwood, Utah. There's Zenefits. There's Bambi.com. There's a lot of good companies out there. And there's more enough. There's no more enough the customers for the HR companies like the, the divide the pie up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we want to do, do like a, we want to do like AI solution and we are from there. But basically for the AI, the, the plan is like you'll pick up the phone and say, uh, Kevin's HR, What's the minimum wage in Dallas, Texas? Mm-hmm. A small business on the minimum wage is seven twenty-five, and something more complicated like um, Kevin's HR. I, I'm thinking about getting rid of somebody. How do I go about doing this? A small business on this outside of our scope. Here's some available apartment times. To talk to your HR business partner. Which one do you like? So that's the part we see AI. AI. And also, you want to spend like the onboarding. You know, onboarding is like a manual, tedious process. You know, even yeah. like you use like digital signatures and you know automation is still kind of slow. So how do you improve that process and Cut that down, you know. So things we're trying to solve, but I don't think tech can be a good, big, big piece of that moving forward. For sure, no. I mean, the AI piece, like you said, definitely sounds exciting, and and uh, would be curious to see how how it might change the field too. Kind of in a whole, with that technology being deployed across different uh, different channels and different companies. Um, yes. What is the um, what tips can you provide either for current entrepreneurs or, or you know people that look up to their own you know their the people that they know that might be entrepreneurs and kind of um, that whole ecosystem and, and kind of like a typical day if you will of an entrepreneur and kind of the grind that's yeah. there. Yeah, one, one thing I'll say, like, if you want to be not even the entrepreneur, but like you know everyone has something they want to do, like they want to learn how to play guitar or play piano, or they want to climb a mountain, whatever it is, like, you have to get started, right? There's no day like today, just get started, right? It's it's going to be horrible. You're like, you know, you're not going to know what you're doing, but there's never a perfect time, right? I mean, there's never a perfect time. You have, if you want to do it, you got to do it now, right? You got to figure it out now, do it now. Another thing I do, too, uh, like, um, with entrepreneurship, there's always like, you know, oh, you're going to fail, like, 95% of us fail, whatever, right? So you have to expect success. You know, you have to expect, you have to expect success. That you're gonna make it, 
And then I think one thing that people don't realize, and I definitely didn't realize at first, right, is is the time period, the commitment, right? Like, it's, it's not six months, you know. It's it's, it's going to take a long time. Like, example, I use all those time. Like, when when Facebook first quote unquote made it, like 2,910, you know, someone interviewed Mark Zuckerberg. Mark, how does it feel to be an overnight success? You're like, oh, well, if you mean, you know, spending six years coding in my dorm room is overnight success. Well, yes, I made it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. great, you know. And I, and people don't either don't realize or they forget that it took Steve Jobs and, you know, Wozniak eight years to make Apple, right? They didn't just pop up one day making a computer with millionaires, right? It took yeah. them eight years to make Apple, Apple, right? And even then, you know, they almost run a business several times, right? And all the stuff they had to go through, right? It's not an easy process. That's what I say before. Like, it's fun to have the support of the people around you. I mean, it's a grind. It's a struggle. Like, like I, like I have a saying, I, I like to say, sometimes you crush it and sometimes it crushes you, right? And more mm -hmm. or not, it's going to crush you, right? And you have to get back up. And yeah. like people say, like, well, how, what's a failed entrepreneur? Well, I don't think you fail as an entrepreneur until you quit. Once you quit, then you're, you know, you, you've probably failed, right? But if you can keep, and of course, sometimes you got to quit because, you know, like, you know, stuff like that, you know. But as long as you keep going, you're going to go too. Another thing I say too, like an entrepreneur, you need to find, you need to figure out a cutoff point, right? Like my cutoff point is I will never mortgage my house. Like that's my cutoff point, right? <laughs> of course, part of the, like, oh, no, my wife's cutoff part too, right? But I'll never cut off, I'll never mortgage the house, right? I All might right. take out equity loans or take out personal loans or do whatever, you know, I might, you know, I have, you know, just do whatever, but I'll never mortgage the house. So you need to have in your mind, what's your cutoff point? What, what, what's the line you're not going to pass, right? It's like, I don't know. No, no, is it no? I would never know going to my kids college fund, you know, or never do this or whatever the case would be, but you need a, you need a cutoff point. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Um, what is the long-term vision for cabinet HR? Um, you know, maybe five, 10 years down the road. Kind of. Yeah. So, so, so big, big dreams, big vision. I want to be a, uh, I want to do IPO. I want to be a national HR tech company. So first of all, we want to put all the HR songs out of business, the bad ones. And they really want to compete with ADPs, benefits, and compete with them and, you know, take market share from them. But the, the long-term, we want to do IPO and be an HR, national HR tech company. And even long-term, you know, like I have Kevin's HR, I want to do, long, long-term, I want to do like Kevin's HR, Kevin's Media, Kevin's Recruiting, like, like you know, something like Gary Vaynerchuk is like, you know, Vayner yeah. Recruiting, Vayner Media, yeah. you know, something like that, you know, like long, long-term, you know, but with the Kevin's HR being like the baseline, like the core product of everything else. For sure, that, that might be more that might be more fantasy than the actual reality, though. Know? Hey, never know. Like you said, never give up. You know <laughs> those dreams that might be be a reality. Um, I know you scared um, David Metzger, right, on your on your board. Yes. So that was that was pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, can you kind of, if you don't mind, what to the extent that you can, kind of share how that came about and um, yeah. what it's been like to have him on the board as well? It's been great. So those who don't do don't know who David Metzger is, so. He owns a company called Sports Farm Market with Warren Moon. He came as a big time sports agent and stuff. And, you know, I'm sure everyone who's Gary Vaynerchuk is. David Metzger is actually one of Gary Vaynerchuk's business advisors. Oh. And so how I found Gary, Gary um, I mean, David Metzger, I'm always like Googling stuff, searching for pitch competitions. And I found a pitch, he, he does a two minute pitch competition called David Metzger Two Minutes Pitch Competition. So I entered it, I, you know, I, I, I was set to compete. And things that back is September, August, September, and I and I finished finished second. And for those who don't know, pitching two minutes is it's, it's pretty hard, right? It's, it's it makes you really concise and tell you want. So I did it in two minutes. I got second. So finished second. I got a year of free coaching. It's that like group coach, Facebook coach, or whatever. And so I'm also a part of a, a group called Bunker Labs. So Bunker Labs, we're a nonprofit. We have military veterans start companies. 
We have chapters all across the nation, the headquarters in Chicago. Chicago. So I have one of the veteran residents here in Seattle. Veteran residents, VIR, is a partnership with us, Bunker Labs, and WeWork. WeWork gives us like free space and we do like weekly huddles, like connect with different people, whatever. And so I asked David Metzer, who is like him, he's like a, uh, this is not a personal assistant, like a, maybe a, an admin assistant, or like a whatever it is, like Jake Fleshner. Send about the email, hey, you know, I know I just came on the, the coaching program, blah, blah, blah. I told him what I did. Man, it'd be great if you come, because David's like real positive, right? Like really, really positive, right? Mm-hmm. Can come in and talk to my VR group, right? About whatever you want to talk about. And like, yeah, I can give you 20 minutes, fine. So you talk, and you actually take like an hour and a half, right? Because people ask you questions, they really engage, right? So did that. And then the person, like I'm a volunteer, the person above us, uh, Renee Bob, she's like the regional director then. She's in charge of putting together like a, we do a national summit and we need a, a keynote speaker, right? And so after that, I said, hey, how do you think David Alman? David was great. I said, hey, you know, he might be a great, you know, speaker for the national summit. You're like, you know what, Jason, you're right, right? So he, he didn't end up, he didn't speak because scheduling right. But I was able to, hey, you know, I, I was able to connect him to VR and maybe I could speak and get him right. So in my mind, I gave him like value several times, right? Then I was able to go to him, hey, David, you know the best or whatever, but can you be a, be a board of advisors, right? And he, and he said, yes, right? So I think he was like, like you, have to, like, you have to give like value, 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 you know? And, and yeah. But it's definitely like, I mean, like people like pitch, like you have David Mitchell on your board, like how you, how the hell you pull this off, right? Mm-hmm. And like, it goes to the thing, like, you know, what's the same Green, green Grace had the saying, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take? Yep. I could easily not enter anything, right? So, and yep. the other thing I too, like when you're doing this, this startup stuff, what you're doing now, you're not going to know how it's going to play off later on because everything I've done successfully or negatively, I can backtrack at six, seven steps from like a meeting with this person or this or whatever. It always all goes back to networking, I think. Yeah, but David, David Mitchell has been great. And actually, uh, so we did a two-minute pitch back in September. It's like something figuring out. He actually turned that to a TV show. And so I filmed that last week. So oh, nice. the TV show is, is going to be out in June uh, on Bloomberg TV and Amazon Prime Video. And be transparent honest, I, I I didn't do that good, right? I, I, him and, his, and, and like him and other people like blasted me, right? So I mean, it's all good, good, right? But it's a good experience though. But that'd be out in June. For sure, no, that that's awesome. I'll I'll uh, be sure to look out for that. Sounds exciting. Um, then the last uh, two questions kind of surround HR as well. Um, with students that are looking to get into HR. Um, knowing with kind of, um, kind of knowing with your background and experience, what uh, if they were to ask you kind of for guidance, what would be some of the tips you would provide them with to kind of navigate? Yeah, the that's a good question. So first thing, off the top of my head, I can think of ten people out of college recently with HR degree, masters of HR, I can't find a job right. So first, I would say you gotta be realistic. It's gonna be tough for you to find a job right. Those HR people like. 20, 15, 20 years experience or having trouble finding a job. So you might have to take a job as a customer service person or salesperson or something you don't want to do to make ends net and meet. So you got you to really got to realize that, right? Uh, another thing too with HR people, for some reason, a lot of companies would have someone with new HR, they'll put in recruiting. And recruiting and HR is not the same thing, right? And it's not the wrong recruiting, but you got to remember they might put in recruiting and say, well, this is recruiting for two years. At that tenure in two years, you still don't have HR experience. You have recruiting experience. It's a difference, right? So there'll be, like I say, economics based what you have to do. So just, you know, you might just think recruiting job, you're aware of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, biggest thing I would say with, with uh, if you have an HR job or trying to find an HR job, man, you have to do some internships. You have to put yourself out there, right? Like, I think with the HR community, HR, the leadership, like we'll call them HR people, the big wigs, they're all they're on Twitter. So if you are in HR, you have to be on Twitter, right? Uh, that's, that's how HR people communicate. 
Uh, and there's so many ways to network. There's a, there's, so the Society of Human Resources Management, like the big HR organization guy, each Wednesday, thing, there's a thing called Twitter chat. And so Twitter chat, basically, you go on Twitter, you have a conversation. So each Wednesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, each Wednesday, have like different experts come in. And uh, they might talk about what's like diversity, inclusion, or recruiting, or benefits. And so the day before, they post eight questions on their website. And at noon, they start posting the questions like, you know, diversity, inclusion. What, what is your company's diversity inclusion plan? Or why is this important? Or like, that's the basic question, right? And everyone answers them. And the expert like puts it like these two cents in, right? And what's great about it, usually it's like 200, 250, 250, 200, 250 HR people on the right. And what you do, you, you follow everyone, right? And you make comments, you like it. So you instantly build your network. So there's that. And then there's another one called um, HR, hashtag HR for all. It's done by a lady named Nicole. Garetti out of um, Fort, Lauderdale, Fort, Lauderdale, um, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And she's actually a marketing person, but she's combined HR marketing. So her Twitter chat is once a month on Tuesday at 3 p.m., I think. I'll send the information. But it's basically like, you know, more like a diversity inclusion, you know, social media for HR, right? And she does a thing she thought I called um, the most, I'm getting this wrong, the most 100 inclusive HR people, right? So anyone who does something to make HR more inclusive, right? Wherever that may be, right? Mm-hmm. It's on the list. It makes a big deal. And she actually just got uh, sponsored by uh, G- uh, GoCo HR, which is a big deal. And so there's stuff like that. There's another guy named Josh Rock out of Ohio. Every Monday, he does a Twitter chat. That's how people find jobs. Each Monday, he finds 10 recruiters and basically answer all basic HR questions right, to find a job. But it's very hard to find an HR job right now. I mean, in, in period, right? Because, you know, I hate to say it, like, I mean, this is sound bad. No, we'll say like the, all the old school HR people, hell is job, you know. And, and so it's, it's very hard. So I would definitely say if you can't do internship, right, you got to network, you know. Like I, I tell people, not even just HR, I don't think too about HR. Like a lot of HR people, like, they'll send like thousands of resumes, like in different HR jobs. I would recommend find an industry you want to work in, right? Do you want to be in tech? Do you want to be in the fish industry? Do you want to be, you know, social media? Find the industry and learn the industry, right? You got to be a business person, right? Too many HR people are like, I'm an HR person. Well, no, you're a business person, right? You got to learn the mm-hmm. business because, you know, impress them in the business and they're, you know, falling over their HR later on. So you, so you got to do that. Another thing too, like you got to do like stuff different. Like I, I advise people like, you know, if you're networking, like a college, you look around, everyone's your same age, same degree. Do you really think you're going to find a job there? Like probably not, right? Like do something different, right? Like I advise people and it's kind of off the wall, like, Go to a chamber of commerce. Go to a Rotary Club. You know, go to the Lions Den. Well, I'll be the only only college student there. Exactly, you'll be the only college student right there, and they're gonna go to you and say, "What is this person doing here?" Right, and you know, why not go to the chamber of commerce? Those are people who own the companies, right? Correct. And, I mean, you have to. I mean, you have to do things differently, and it's it's a grind, right? I mean, it's, you know, finding a job is a full time job, but definitely, if you're in college, man, if you're in college, try to get internships, right? And like, you won't get into like paid unpaid internship things. You know, that's a different conversation, but. Any way to get experience, right? You, you got to do it. And you know, more people know the better, right? Because you know, mm-hmm. most recruiters, they're going to go through LinkedIn. People look for jobs, they're going to LinkedIn. They're going to LinkedIn and like, you have like 25 connections and you don't know nobody, they're going to probably pass you up. Or if you know like, if you probably you know 25 people the same, they're going to call that person up. What do you know about, you know, Jason Cabins, you know? Yeah. But it's, I would definitely tell people that, I mean, being realistic, it's going to be hard to find a job in HR. It's, it's not easy, right? It's, it's not easy at all. You got to have expectation. Expectation is probably the biggest thing. I always say. For sure. No, completely understand. Um, good, good tips there as well. And, and yeah, obviously internships, 
Um, you know, even if like to your point, if they're unpaid or, or if it's something else that at least provides like a foundation, at least for, for a starting point. Um, cause everyone has to start somewhere. No, there's all these big time HR people like the Steve Brown, um, Kirsten Griggs, um, Sarah Morgan. There's a lot of people out there and they want to help you. Right. But you have to reach out and connect to them. Right. You guys say, Hey, Hey, Steve Brown, I've been following you on social media. Like Steve Brown, he does like a blog. He's a board member of a board director of Society of Human Resource Management. He has a podcast. He has like two books. He, he's out there, right? And people like that, you just reach out to them, like, and they're going to help you out the best you can. But you have to ask. You have to, like, you know, be vulnerable, so to speak, right? If that yeah, makes any sense. For sure. Being uh, comfortable with the uncomfortable, as they say. Yes. Yeah. Um, sounds good. So the last question that I have is, and it's kind of a fun one, I guess. Um, what's your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur? Oh man, that is a good one. Sometimes there is no favorite aspect, right? Cause you're like, man, what am I doing here? Right. <laughs> man, this sure. sucks. Like off the subject, I remember, um, like, you know, we all think of Elon Musk, you know, he's SpaceX, Tesla doing all these great things. The superstar genius, you know, the, 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 um, Da Vinci of our age. And he, he had an interview on a podcast, or maybe it was a live stream. It was something, right. And, and the guy asked, how you doing? How, how you doing Elon? How's life? He, he looks for, you know, he always pauses. He paused. Right now, my life sucks. Like, you do not want to be me right now. And like, he was like, what? You just launched SpaceX. What are you talking about? Don't worry about you. Like, everyone wants to be you. No, actually, you don't want to be me right now. My life sucks, right? And yeah. so, yeah, I, mean, I think you got to keep that in mind, right? Like, this stuff does suck, but there's a lot of positive about it, right? Like, if you're an entrepreneur, you're doing the right reason. Well, you're trying to solve a problem, right? You're trying to make the world a better place. It could be a small problem, a big problem. So, I mean, that is a lot of fun, you know? And, you know, putting yourself out there is a lot of fun, you know, you know, being on social media, doing stuff like that, meeting great people, that's a lot of fun. And, you know, this, I think there's a balance too, you know, to all this stuff, you know, but it, it is fun, you know, for the most part, you know, don't be worried. There's some days like, you know, man, this, this nine to five job looks pretty good right now. Or like <laughs> me just, you know, staying at home, drinking beer all day long, you know, watching TV sounds pretty good too, you know, right? For sure. But for I mean, sure. but it, it is fun, right? And this, like, I like to learn, right? That's the stuff I learned, like, like before I became an entrepreneur, like, I didn't know what Google Analytics was. You know, podcasting, social media, like financials, you know, just you learn so much, you know, and there's so much to learn too. Like, like um, off the subject again, but there's a, I can't remember his name, this guy, like this startup expert, he did a thing. Someone asked him a core, what should I be doing as an entrepreneur every day? And he, and he, and he uh, answered like, well, first I'm presuming you want to build like a billion dollar company and I must presume you have to eat, sleep eight hours a day. Here's the six things you have to do each day. So he's like, he had one hour of marketing. One hour building the product, one all these one hour, right? And then he like, you know, hopefully you know this is sarcastic, right? Because there's yeah. no way you're gonna spend this one hour building a product <laughs> or one hour doing this. You're not gonna do sick out there right a day, right? It, basically, you gotta basically he said, you know, you gotta figure this out yourself, right? For these sure. Things you should try to try to do, right? Yeah. But I mean, it, it is fun, you know. Ho hopefully, everyone who's doing this, they're having like ninety percent fun, at least ninety percent fun, you know. For sure, no, you always gotta balance it out with uh, with fun and. And reality, as they say. <laughs> so. and, and, and that's another good point too with entrepreneurship. Like it's a roller coaster road, right? Like, and it'll be in the same day, right? Like within within minutes, like you get some great news. Oh man, this is great! And then get another call. Man, these customers cancel, right? You know, how am I going right. to do this? You know, it's like yeah, you got to have an even kill. You have some. Uh, you know what? I think and people one thing people don't talk about more as entrepreneur. You have some. You have to have some kind of emotional balance, right? You gotta have, have some kind of emotional stability to go with all the roller coaster, right? Because it's some, it's some pretty low lows and some high highs, right? It's hard to keep even cure, right? Another thing, like I'll tell people too, like 
you're never as bad as you know you think you are. You're never as good as you think you are either, right? Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. All of that is is true. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of highs and lows, and it's it definitely involves kind of having thick skin to kind of go through those yeah, highs and those lows. You, you definitely need thick skin for all the no's you're going to hear. For sure. No, I mean, I, I hear you. I mean, I, when we first started out, heard a lot of no's, so it definitely takes some, some grit and determination to kind of persevere to the, through those tough moments as well. So, so sounds good. Thank you, Jason, for, for being on. I greatly appreciate it and uh, appreciate your time. No, thank you. I really enjoyed this. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jason Kavnis Experience. Be sure to connect with us across social media at Kavnis HR. Thank you, and remember to be great every day. You got to pump it up, don't you know? Pump it up. You got to pump it up.